0: Good morning and welcome to SJL Daily. This is Christy Rovers, and today we are in the 24th chapter of Jeremiah. It is helpful to know today that the messages of Jeremiah are not arranged in chronological order. For this reason, it's helpful to refer to 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles to better understand his message. This oracle concerns God's treatment of those who are exiled in Babylon and those who either remained behind to fight Nebuchadnezzar or fled to Egypt. I always envisioned first the Assyrians taking away the people of the Northern Kingdom and then the Babylonians taking away all Judah all at once. However, the Babylonian captivity actually happened in three waves and not all at once. The first wave was in 606 BC, when Nebuchadnezzar captured Jerusalem and took some of the most important people like Daniel. The second wave happened about 10 years later after Judah rebelled against the occupying army of Nebuchadnezzar. This time, over 10,000 men, officials, soldiers, and craftsmen were taken as captives to Babylon. The last wave happened about 10 years after that after yet another rebellion. This time, Nebuchadnezzar set fire to the city and destroyed the temple. It is this last group which Jeremiah calls the bad figs in his oracle we read today. Let's read verses 5-9, through Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Like these good figs, so I will regard as good the exiles from Judah whom I have sent away from this place to the land of the Chaldeans. I will set my eyes on them for good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not pluck them up. I will give them a heart to know that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. But thus says the Lord, like the bad figs that are so bad they cannot be eaten, so will I treat Zedekiah, the king of Judah, his officials, the remnant of Jerusalem who remain in this land and those who dwell in the land of Egypt. I will make them a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth, to be a reproach, a byword, a taunt, and a curse in all the places where I shall drive them. This is the word of the Lord. This oracle introduces a new perspective about the promised land. God's future relationship with his people is not determined by the land they inhabit. So, living in the land does not mean blessing by God. Similarly, exile doesn't mean rejection. It's a matter of the heart, according to verse 7. Those that were obedient to his command to submit to Babylon which was issued by Jeremiah, which we'll read next week in chapter 38, they are given hope for the continued relationship with God. But those who are righteous in their own thinking because they still live in the land are given no hope for the future. His message contradicts the notion that those who stayed in the city were the fortunate ones. The word good doesn't necessarily refer to who they were. They were not taken to Babylon because they were righteous. Good refers to their circumstances. God promised that he would look with favor on the exiles, which was revealed in their exclusion from the horrors of the fall of Jerusalem, in their being cured of pagan worship, and their actual prosperity in Babylon. After their refining in Babylon, the exiles would return, but those left in Jerusalem were slain at the destruction of the city. Once again, what appeared to be disaster, the Lord made good. Something I thought interesting was verse 8, the bad figs who were the king of Judah, his officials, the remnant of Jerusalem who remained in the land and those who dwell in the land of Egypt. The Lord referred to them as so bad they can't be eaten. That stands out. God purified and refined his exiled people through trials and tribulations in order to bring them blessings and use them. The disobedient are those that believe they're righteous in their own self or through their own works, like those that stayed in the land or that fled to Egypt instead, cannot be used. Let's pray. Abba Father, thank you for your word today, which again reminds us of your sovereignty and providence. You are over all things and provide all things. We needed to hear this today, when it seems like we're living in Babylon, but you've put your word in our hearts, and because we are your children, we know you set your eyes on us for good. We're walking in your blessings right now in your kingdom. We are yours and you are ours. We love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.